Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joining me, as always, is Jeff Torrey. And today, our episode is going to be about players we love. Which, if you've been listening for the last weeks, months, we've talked about all these players, I'm sure. But we're going to kind of condense it into one episode. We go over these guys, why we, you know, why we're targeting them, why they're going to be on our teams, all of that. And these aren't, there's some maybe could be towards the top of the list, top of the ranks, but there's going to be a lot more further down, top 20, top 30. I think I even go down to like in the 40s and wide receiver for one of my guys, maybe in 50s if in the consensus ranks. I go down there quite a bit on the wide receiver. There's a lot of guys I like down there that I'm targeting. So we'll go over all of that. But actually, I want to get this episode started with a new segment, Jeff. I haven't even told you this. It's a new segment. It's just called Today's Stat. Very simple. <laughs> and this isn't going to be a, this isn't going to be in every episode kind of thing. Once in a while, I'll bring out some stats I just want to talk about, discuss real quick. I just want to bring up Andrew Luck, his first two years, and Jameis Winston's first two years, just because I, Jameis Winston is one of these guys that I love this year. And I'm just, I was kind of curious about how Jameis's numbers kind of lined up towards somebody like, you know, trying to go, I I could have compared him to you go further back, Breeze, Brady, those kind of guys. He's going to probably look a lot better than them. Because when they came into the league, what, 2001, 2002, number, the quarterbacks weren't playing as well. So, Jeff, what do you think? Do you think they line up pretty well? I'm sure you think, after I'm bringing it up, of course they do. <laughs> yeah, I would assume yeah. so. But, but it's yeah. hard to compare him. But I was trying to think of a top guy to compare him to. And you can't do it with Breeze and Brady. First off, Brady didn't play his first year. Breeze didn't play his first year. And even Rodgers missed his first, what, three seasons. So it's really hard to compare him with the guys, especially the NFL's changed so much. So, Andrew Luck's first two seasons. First year, right off the bat, he threw 4,300 yards, which was ridiculous. 23 touchdowns, 18 picks, 54% completion percentage. So, not great there, but second year went up 60% completion percentage, 3,800 yards, still had 23 touchdowns, 9 picks. So, decent first two seasons. And then he went finally broke out in his third year, 4,700 yards, 40 touchdowns, completion percentage was up closer to 62, and still only, I mean, the only 16 picks for 40 touchdowns. Pretty good discrepancy there. Now, Jameis, his first two years, 4,000 yards, 4,000 yards both seasons. First year, 22 touchdowns, 15 picks. Second year, 28 touchdowns, 18 picks. Completion percentage, 58, and now then up to 60.8. I really feel like you're going to see that Jameis make that Andrew Luck third-year leap. That's why he's like one of the guys I really love this year. I, I, I can see that. What do you think? Do you think that's pot? I mean, I think you you you're on. You like Jameis? I was I was a big fan of him last year. Even I I drafted him. Um, I I think it's absolutely it's probably yeah it's very very possible. Well, and think about it. Andrew Luck came in. He didn't probably have as many weapons. I don't I don't have the exact roster in front of me right now. But he finally started getting some weapons and it really took off. He knew the offense that third year. Jameis has more weapons now. Deshaun Jackson, OJ Howard. You know, to go along with Evans and Cameron Brayton, those guys. Yeah. It just this could be the big breakout where it really jumps. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to think back when Luck was starting his his playing at you know in Indianapolis, um, and it, it is fairly similar, really, because they were both coming to teams that were kind of rebuilding. They were number one picks for for a reason. For both, yeah. they were in bad bad teams. Um, I was trying to compare them as far as 
you know, rushing as well because obviously Luck doesn't, you know, get out of the pocket too much. And I know I always, though, I always yeah. think of Winston as a runner, but, he really but he's really not. No, not, not I mean, not as in much. both he's times more... he has 200 rushing and then 160. So yep. that's not even, you know, you're not even adding that really. Um, his rookie year, he did have six rushing touchdowns um, that, you know, dwindled to one last year. <laughs> but I, I do think, but because of that, his throwing, his throwing, Andrew his Luck's, touchdowns. Andrew Luck's rookie here, he ran for five touchdowns with two hundred fifty-five yards. It's really weird to see how closely yeah, they right? resemble each playing season. And you look at what he had to throw the ball to. Um, he had an aging Reggie Wayne who still caught one hundred six balls, but he's has a lot. Of this balls. was a couple years ago. Reggie Wayne's getting up there. He had T. Y. Hilton who was just coming on. He only had fifty catches that year. It wasn't T. Y. Hilton of today. And then you had. Dwayne Allen at tight end yet? Who we all it was just never really. He's still. I mean, I don't even know if he's gonna do anything with New England. And then the third receiver they had there catching balls. Let's see. Or no, actually, T.Y. Hilton was the third receiver. The second receiver was Donnie Avery. Donnie Avery. Wow, so, that's a name for see, the he didn't have much to throw it to either. So I, I'm just trying to figure out a player to compare him to. And that seems to be a, something that I could see that trajectory came up. Yeah, and I. I I also like it because I feel like, especially back when Luck started, um, they still had Frank Gore. They they had a legitimate running option, and um, they've really struggled in the running game mostly because, or you know, the Buccaneers have the last few years mostly because of inconsistency with runners and because of injury. And now, um, uh, you know, I don't even know if they had Frank Gore back then yet. Five years ago, they might not even have. Was it Edron James? No, it might no. have been. Um, Who was it? I mean, I don't even know here. But, um, I don't know if he was there yet. But yeah, but they, they really can't lean on the run. So I, I feel like his passing touchdowns are going to have to increase if they want to win. Yep. And on top of that, you pointed out already, the weapons he has, there's no reason that shouldn't have gone up already, let alone for he's seen the you know NFL for another season, so things should slow down for him. Yep. He, he is one. I really do think that his numbers will go up. It's just... How significantly? Yep. I, I, so you, I mean, you I'm, said I'm Luck thinking, was in the 40s for touchdowns? Yeah, he, he got the 40 touchdowns at 4,700 yards. And, I mean, their their passing yards first two years are similar. Their touchdowns are even similar for those first two seasons. Actually, they are. Jameis, has, Jameis, I believe, probably has about four more touchdowns over two seasons than Luck had. Yeah. Not much. It's not a big yeah. difference. But it's it's something. And I just that's the jump I could see him making. Yeah, and 45, you know, in the 40s is a lot. Even if he didn't make, even if he went mid 30s, which yep. wouldn't be a crazy guess, he would still make a significant jump. He would still be a, a secure QB one that you could start every week. Yep. So I don't see any reason why that couldn't be one of those guys. Yep. I mean, I, I understand why you love him so much. He, yep. he has all the tools you need in order to be a, a top yep. tier quarterback. I think so too. Well, I'm going to skip him now when we get into the actual episode. Talked about Jameis enough now, but before we get into our list. So make sure you guys check us out on Twitter. We're at the FF Profit. On Instagram, we're Fantasy Football Profit. Our website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can always send us an email, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. If you have any questions for your leagues, for your drafts, keepers, you know, anything you can think of, just send them our way. Draft strategy. You know, I was actually talking draft strategy on Instagram last night with some with some people on there. So if you have any questions, just you know, find one of those ways to get a hold of us. Myself or Jeff. We'll get back to you. We'll talk to you. Let you know what we think you should do, and all of that. And we also have the review contest going on still. If you ever have wanted a podcast about your league specifically, this is how you can get it done. Write us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, wherever you can write a review. Send us an email, direct message, whatever. Let us know where you wrote the review, 
You'll be entered into the contest, and the winner will get a podcast about your actual fantasy football league. We'll go through everything and really break down the league and our predictions for it. So if you want that, make sure you get reviews in and let us know. All right, time for the episode, Jeff, and players we love. So start out, we're going to go position by position. We don't have these ranked. These are just guys that we really like this year for whatever reasons. There's going to be random reasons. We'll talk about them here. So start us out. What do you got at quarterback? I already went over Jameis. Quarterback. Um, I keep talking myself in this one more and more, but the truth is I really am falling in love with Phillip Rivers because I, I feel like, and he is an underrated guy as well, but I'm loving him more and more because you just look at the consistency of this guy and his position has been unbelievable, not to mention all the tools that he has this year compared to last year. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, last year he ranked number eighth overall. He can easily make a jump, and it's kind of funny to think that a a guy in his age, he's, he's a veteran quarterback, could actually make a jump is probably why people have him so low ranked. And it's kind of funny. And he's still younger by, what, three, four years than Brady, Breeze, those guys. Like yeah. He still has some he's, – he's not Roethlisberger, who we feel is beat up and could be retiring in a year. Rivers is actually on my list as well. So yeah, I really do love we're, the guy. We're both targeting this game. And yeah. so it's going to be harder for us in our leagues to pick him up for cheap. If you have – this is a player, if you want to do that weight on quarterback strategy – Philip Rivers, I really think, could be the, your guy. Yeah, and it's crazy because he's right now, currently, in many leagues, he is ranked 14th on average. Yep. 14th. And a guy that, you know, ranked 8th last year without Keenan Allen, with Hunter Henry when he was a rookie, mm-hmm. um, and without uh, Mike Williams, who was obviously not on the well, team yet. I think people have forgotten how good Philip Rivers can be when he has weapons. Because here we go. Look at 2008 through 2011. He had plenty of weapons going around at that point. He had a young Antonio Gates, you know, and all those, all the players. What Lenny and Tomlinson was probably still around. Here are his final his ranks for those four seasons. He went third, seventh, fourth, ninth. Those four seasons when he had weapons. You know, the last few years he's had some weapons, but for the majority of the time they've been injured. Ryan Matthews came in at running back. He was a good player, hurt all the time. I mean. Keenan Allen, great, been hurt. There's been, I mean, how many injuries does he have around him all the time? So the last five years, he's gone 21st in 2012. He still had a sixth place finish in 2013. Then went 12th, 11th, 14th. So even if you get those last couple of years haven't been great, and he's done that with no weapons, and it's still at the bottom end of quarterback one, really a quarterback two, but he's done it with no, nobody. Can you imagine if he has a healthy? Keenan Allen with a great running game with, we'll see, Mike Williams. Mike Williams is now hurt, of course. Yeah. But Tyrell Williams is still there. Yeah, and Gates, Henry. I mean, he has all kinds of people to throw the ball to, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I think I could definitely see a top 10 season for him without a doubt if he goes back to the – I mean, look, that's what, he, that's what he was when he had people to throw the ball to. So I am definitely big on Rivers. And there's really not much else to say about that. I'm just I love that team. I'm I'm a no, big fan too. of it. I, I really too. am. I have do you have any more quarterbacks? I only have one more, actually. I do have one more. No, I, I, think I have one more. We've talked about him. All right. I have one more guy here quick. It's actually Tyrod Taylor. I've been talking myself into Tyrod Taylor more and more and more. And this isn't a guy I'm gonna be targeting to be my quarterback, you know, if I wait. But it's a guy that I'm probably in deeper leagues. I might consider him, and I just I don't know. He's consi- He's been fairly consistent without much to throw the ball to. If he has a healthy Sammy Watkins, this is kind of how it. A healthy Sammy Watkins is kind of the key here. 
and you don't have to do much to pay. You don't have to pay for Tyrod Taylor. And actually, you know what? I actually might start a season with Tyrod Taylor and be okay with it because of his rushing. And that's why I just find myself talking myself into Tyrod more and more, and I'm kind of I'm excited about it. So he's kind of like one of my guys for this year that I'm kind of just going to – he's going to be going up my ranks when we redo our rankings here coming up. He's actually going to go up a couple spots already. I just I, – I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just – I like having those floor of rushing stats. That is a big thing for me. So he's kind of becoming one of my guys now. All right, running back, Jeff. This is another shorter list, I believe. Because a lot of these guys, we're trying to think for guys that we are just really sold on. And once you get out of that top, I'm not sold on. We've talked about this. I'm not sold on a lot of these guys in the, that middle tier. I'm just, I'm not. It's There's committees. There's veterans who aren't who are getting up in age there's rookies who are unproven there's just situations we don't know what's going to go on yeah and it it became very very tough to talk about guys i really loved at at running back for the exact reason you're talking about i mean obviously i love the the top three we always talk about yep um david johnson ezekiel elliott Le'Veon bell just just to put it out there yeah they are it really is they're as safe as it can be i'm going to talk in a little bit i'm going to talk quick about that this is completely not anything to do with anything we've done our ranks you had where did you rank zeke did you have him second second yeah and i am actually really like start i don't know i'm really talking myself into zeke too like he is starting to i'm considering it when i'm looking at these redoing these ranks i don't know i i could have him ahead of david johnson i'm not even joking i might move david johnson to third no one else seems to be doing that i might do it because i just there's something about it like David Johnson relies so much too on his receiving stats, which is that's good. It's great to have that, but I kind of want a player that is a running back who's getting his running stats from his rushing ability and doesn't have to rely on that because I don't know how that passing game is going to work in Arizona. That's my other. I'm not down on David Johnson. I just I, I'm just really really liking Zeke lately, so he's kind of becoming my guy. So Jeff. Are you going to keep him, or are you not going to keep him in our keeper league? <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to. All right, just, so we got a bidding more going on. Yeah, I just want to get it's that. Too expensive right, to right, keep. Good. I really Zeke's just. But, yeah, I'm, I'm big, big on Zeke. Right I think now. the thing I love about Zeke too, when we talk about the top three yeah. guys, I think he's the safest. Yep, and, that, that's and, what I'm. Yeah. that's what I'm starting to think. Is he think, is the safest guy. I think David Johnson might be the most talented, but I also think out of the three, he's probably a little more risky than yep. the other two. Yeah. So I, I totally understand, and that's why Zeke was number two comparing. I realize we flip flopped on Bell, but it's um, really it's like a one A, a one B, and a one C to me. It's not even a one, two, and three. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it doesn't really bother me whatever no, order so people put me. Put I want them the in, third but, pick if I'm in a snake draft. Yeah, absolutely, because so. it doesn't matter to me. All right, but okay, the players we love. Yeah, here we go. Mine first guy is Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, and you, I, you I, have I, been I, on it. You've been jumping Eddie on Lacey. his bandwagon, and he made weight again. He's now down below two fifty. Yep. So he keeps making weight. That's what I'm saying. I think this season, I don't know what's going to happen beyond this season. But I just don't see any way Eddie Lacy comes into this season not in probably the best shape he's been in since at least, what, his rookie year, maybe second year in Green Bay. I just really feel like he has something to prove. And we've talked about if he doesn't do it, I think he's out of the league. That's how like that's how big of a situation it is. Maybe not out of the league, but he's never going to get this kind of chance to be a starter again, at least off the bat. And I really think he's going to come in in great shape and have a great season. As long as that Seattle offensive line is improved a little bit, but if you have a healthy Russell Wilson, that's only going to help him. If Russell Wilson's healthy and has the threat of running back, you know, like he had, didn't have that last year with his ankle injuries, that's going to make that running back situation so much better. And Eddie Lacy, 
kind of being drafted as a third running back right now. I, I love that. That is, I am going to draft him every time if I can get him as my running back number three. And that's what I'm hoping he stays down the list. So you got any other running backs or got any thoughts on Lacey? Uh, no, not Lacey. He, he's, just, he's an interesting one. I, I like that you're kind of going out on a limb to, yeah. because he does have some people behind him as well, Rawls yeah, and, and ProSize. We don't know the Rawls situation. I just really feel like he's going to beat out Rawls, and it's his yeah. job. I think it's his, this is the first year where, obviously, he's getting a lot, you know, talked about quite a bit because of his whole weight thing and actually having to weigh in and do all that. Yep. But he's one of those guys that you have never really seen his full potential. So yeah, I kind of yeah. I like the fact that you're kind of reaching down to and picking this guy out because I, I truly think he does have a, a tremendous amount of upside because you saw yep. what a physical runner could do there, you know, like Lynch did all those years. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have on Lacey. But the one running back, um, and he's already up there, but for me, I really like Melvin Gordon. Yep. And obviously I don't think a lot of people are going to disagree with me. But at the same time, you look at what he did and – and once again, another guy that's <laughs> on that Chargers team. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I love that but, team. But, yeah, he, he had uh, a bunch of touchdowns. Um, he did much better rushing the ball. He's finally got his feet under him. He looked night and day compared to his rookie year. And on top of that, he can, you know he had like five rushes. But um, for you know most purposes, he actually missed four games on top of that. And he still ended up as the eighth overall running back, I believe. He has an opportunity to kind of continue from last year. And if, you know, it's a big if, but if he could even, say, only miss two games or if he could get a full season, heaven forbid, all of a sudden I think he jumps up, and maybe not in that top three um, discussion, but he's probably going to be the fourth running back and someone that you get at a, a little bit of a price cut as well. And I think that team is just built to be a high-scoring offense, and I think he's going to actually benefit from that. The fact so, yeah. that he got a ton of touchdowns last year <laughs> doesn't, you know, that doesn't freak me out because I think they're they're going to be passing all like, over the place. He will get out in the red zone a lot. I feel like the offense will be better. There's going to be actually more opportunities, even if he doesn't score on the same percentage, maybe of touchdowns as he did last year. Exactly, the touchdowns are still going to be up there because I think they're going to score more touchdowns. Yeah, so I'm really high on Melvin Gordon. He's already up there, but I, I think he's one of those that I feel safer about than the other running backs. Yep. All right, my next guy is Doug Martin. And we talked about Doug Martin, and we get Doug Martin, and almost every time we do a mock draft, we end up with Doug Martin on our team, or at least consider him. Mm-hmm. In the it's the yes, he's going to miss three games, but he's that's that's actually going to help if you want Doug Martin. If he wasn't going to miss these three games, he'd be up in the top twenty, and I wouldn't love Doug Martin at that point. Probably, I mean, he might even be top fifteen if you knew he was healthy, and if he's healthy and not suspended. But he's going to be—he's currently ranked as the 34th running back, and people are down on him because they also don't know. I mean, why did he get suspended? This whole thing, all this stuff. But if you can get him as your fourth running back, you have a guy who can be a top 10 running back. He has potential to be a top 10 running back. He's done it. Like it's not just saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, this guy could do this." He's actually done it. I think twice. You know, he was amazing in those two seasons that he had. Just the guy was ridiculous. And I feel like this is a Doug Martin year. It's like this every other yeah. quite this every other year type thing, and, yeah, and it's I, his I, year again. I think I would take it a step further. You said fourth running back. I would feel yeah. very very good if he was my third. I would too. And you I can think get that'd him be great because yeah. you don't need three running backs out yep. there. Yep. You know, I mean, you can make up those three games with through wide receiver or something else. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on him. Yep. I, I just and I love the right now he's ranked one spot below Danny Woodhead. 
I like Danny Woodhead. He's fine. I just think Doug, Danny Woodhead doesn't have Doug Martin's potential. So what? I mean, I just I love the pick this year. Any other running backs on your list? No. All right. Really so aren't. my my final running back, I'll just let you know, mm-hmm. is whoever wins the job in Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's such a cop out. <laughs> no, it's just I, I don't actually. I would, and I don't think actually. I don't think somebody is going to win this job. So I think it's going to be more of a committee type role. Yeah. If somebody were to win this job, if it's Robert Kelly, if it's Samaj P. Ryan, if you drafted him on the on your team, you're going to be drafting a guy in the 30s who is a starting running back who should have a good on a good offense on a good probably a good team. You're going to be set. Problem is, how do you know who that is? Yeah. People, everyone. I mean, I even thought it could be P. Ryan coming on, but I don't think it's going to start the year that way. And I'm not 100% sold that it will because it's just how do you know? How do you know? They liked Rob Kelly enough last year to completely get rid of Matt Jones. It's the same coaching staff. It's not like that's changed. They liked Rob Kelly. It's not like all of a sudden they just don't like this guy. And he he did great for an undrafted rookie, but he was an undrafted player. So, but if somebody wins that job, and we knew it definitively, I'm gonna love that player. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would almost go it. yeah a step further and talk about P Ryan, Kareem Hunt, and yeah. Casey those, with the same exact and, situation. Those kind of players. Man, Take a chance on one of those rookies. Yeah. It's just you might get the Jordan Howard situation from last year. You might get David Johnson from two years ago. And that, that's take a, a chance. That's a very very good point because there is a lot of running back yep. talent out there that has an opportunity to really steal yep. carries. And Justin, I mean, besides for Kareem Hunt, I also like Deontay Foreman. Yep. With the backing yep. up Lamar Miller. Yep. And then on top of that, who, however, Green Bay shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. Get what Jamal Williams, even Joe Williams from San Francisco, like with Carlos Hyde situations. You know, if you have spots on your bench, you have a deep bench, take a chance on a guy. If you don't over, don't reach, don't spend much, but just throw a, a rookie running back on your yeah. bench. So I guess it's not so much a player we love, it's just the, but it's the rookie, possibility. Yes. <laughs> Getting a rookie running back who's not going to cost anything, and who knows? Maybe he's David Johnson. Maybe Okay, he's not going to be David Johnson. Maybe he's Jordan. Could it be Jordan Howard? I don't could know. Could be. That's, uh, P. Ryan or someone like that. They really could be. All right, so wide receivers, and I think this is where the list a gets a lot bigger. And there's just Because there's a lot of guys we like, and that's why – I'm telling everyone. We're telling everyone. Draft running backs. Get yeah. get get running backs early. Spend on running backs in your auction. I have a feeling that we're going to agree on a bunch of these as we well. Probably will. And I actually, my list is kind of going to be short. Actually, I think shorter than yours. Oh man, there's there's a lot to love here. There's quite a there's quite a few. So start us off, Jeff. All right. Um, no surprise. Keenan Allen Keenan is going to be the number one guy <laughs> for me. Um, I I think the guy is a very very good. Once again, just to get all my Chargers out of the way. I think he has the ability to step in, and as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be an absolute target monster. Um, So I think he's even better in PPR. Um, But this guy, he's just been he's just been great. And what two years ago? I I can't remember his stats off off the top of my head, but before his injury, he was on pace for just a phenomenal season. Exactly. So, and I do have him up in front of me. But his first year, just to kind of show you his progression. He played 15 games. He had 71 receptions for 1,000 yards and 8 TDs. Um, wonderful for a rookie campaign. The next year he follows it up with 77 receptions, but only 800 yards and 4 touchdowns. So it did regress, um, but he missed one more game. And then uh, when he truly looked good, they were talking about he looked faster, you know, all this kind of hype behind him. Eight games, he went for 67 receptions and 725 yards with 4 touchdowns. That's in half a season. So obviously, if you double that, the guy is a candidate for 120 receptions, 1,400 yards, and eight TDs, which would be huge. Yep. And then he follows that up, and that was a last race. Spleen from a hit, 
So he comes back. He has one game, plays a half, six receptions for 63 yards. So, I mean, he was in. You were you were feeling pretty good uh, last year. I was feeling you? really cocky for about a half of football. Um, but once again, you're just seeing the reception. So if his PPR, this guy is phenomenal. And even if it's not, I think this guy can come out of nowhere. And even better, because of his injuries, you're going to get him at a discount. And, yes, this was a knee. But how many times have you seen a guy come back from a knee? And he's already running full full speed in practice. He's not, you know, I don't think he's currently making cuts or any contact. But at the same time, he's on track to be in shape and start the year. And I just, I just absolutely love this guy. I think he yeah, has tremendous upside. I know, it's not like his speed has ever been the main key to it. It's, he's more of a possession type guy. I feel like anyway, the he knee's is, not going to probably affect it quite as much. I, people, they're coming back from those these days. Unless you're Jamal Charles or you're Deion Lewis from last year. Those yeah. were, I mean, yeah, we had a couple setbacks. But for the most part, the majority of the time, players are coming back from these ACLs a lot quicker than before. Jordy Nelson last year, he, he came back perfectly fine. You wouldn't even know he had the injury. So, Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a, actually a very good point. I that happening a little more. All right. My first guy. Willie Sneed. Okay. Yeah, he's on my list I as well. I love, yeah, I love Willie Sneed. We love this. We, I mean, I'd like the player to begin with, but I just love the situation it's even more. He's now the number two on probably, I mean, one of the a top three passing offense in the league. I mean, who else other than the Patriots and Packers, really? They're, they're right there. And he's the number two now behind Michael Thomas. And he has he's played with Breeze longer than Michael Thomas has even. There, I mean, yeah, everyone thinks Michael Thomas is really going to jump up there quite a bit, which I do like Michael Thomas, but I'm seeing him as the seventh receiver now. To me, it seems a little little much. I think it's going to go more. The Cooks passes are still going to go more towards Snead. It's not going to all go to Michael Thomas, but Snead. Anyway, his first two seasons, just just under a thousand yards, basically both years, and about seventy catches and three four touchdowns. He's not that. Now you wide now, receiver yeah, three, and now you become a wide receiver. And you know the wide receiver two. I think things are going to change quite a bit there, and yeah. they're going to jump up. We've talked. I think it's, it's going to be eighty to ninety catches with thousand yards at least. And I see the touchdowns going up. Everything's going to go up slightly. It's not it's like we're going like this guy's going to be, you know, top ten. But it's very well could be top twenty. Very I'm, easily. I'm gonna, yeah, I would actually. I, I think there's an opportunity where he he might be one of those guys to sneak up there as high as 12 or 11. Yep. You saw it last year with Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas were both top 10 guys are right on the cusp there, yep. you know, back-to-back. And right now, I know it's just players we love, not necessarily undervalued, but Willie Sneed was the 34th overall wide receiver last year as a number three, right? He didn't really have any touchdowns, so that really kept him down. He's ranked right now as the 34th, on average, 34th wide receiver. How in the world... Do you rank him the same as what he did last year? Now he's going to get a lot more. And I think he could be a candidate for 100 catches. I'm not even joking about yep. this. You get 70 as a wide receiver three. Brandon Cooks takes off. And Thomas, as a rookie, blew up. So you know he's going to get a lot more attention than Willie Sneed is. This guy could be another one of those just target monsters we're talking I, about. I, I, I love him even more in PPR, once again. But I, I do. I think this guy's ceiling is so high. And yep. everyone's sleeping on him. I I feel like they are. He's, he's still too far down there. I don't I don't know what it is. It's just they don't think the player. I mean, something they don't they haven't seen Willie Sneed just be 
that great before. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a very good player. He's very, and I think he has a very low floor. He's a very low floor I player. Saints are very, very. Yeah, it's he's not gonna. You're not gonna get him in just beginning these two point weeks. You know, if you're if the worst you're gonna get a six point week, and you can live with that. You can't live with the up and down stuff. I mean, it's not like he's not Cooks who was just going to be one point and then twenty. You know, yeah, he's and, a very safe player. And can you? I mean, can you imagine a, a world where a Saints one or two wide receiver gets you know only four touchdowns? Yeah, it's, he's going to his gonna touchdowns go have to go up. And even better, I don't know if they're going to renegotiate by the time the year starts. But he also might be on a contract year where he's looking for that big. Yeah. And I've seen how many times where players just go crazy because obviously you're playing for that yep. big contract yep all right who's the next wide receiver for you jeff i gotta go with terrell Pryor. yeah I, I i didn't put him on my list but he was probably the next consideration if i was going to put somebody i yeah. actually only went with three receivers but okay he would have been my fourth if i went with it but. and I, I did a, a little research on him just to you know do something other than the the obvious obviously we know the guy is 6'4 220 the guy is incredibly fast yep. Athletic is all heck, right? On top of that, he's going from Cleveland, which was a dumpster fire last year, to a passing offense that did very, very well. He's going to be the number one wide receiver once again. And the stat, thanks to ESPN that I actually found it on, um, I was actually wondering, because obviously his volume was pretty large in Cleveland. Yep. So if I didn't want that to be the only argument against him. But in Cleveland, guess what percentage of balls were off target that were thrown to him. I know. This, and it's only. I, I wouldn't even have a guess. I don't even know. It, and when I saw this, I thought yeah. it was a typo because it's mind boggling. Yeah. But off target, 26.7%. Oh, I was going to say 10. Yeah. I was going to think, I was thinking, ah, maybe 10%. How much are really off? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that's pretty mind blowing. And it's even more mind blowing because he has such a huge catch radius. So now that you go and you put Cousins, you know, at under center for him, throwing him the ball, I, <laughs> he's another one that I think the sky's the limit. And. Yes, you're not getting him quite as big of a discount as someone like Keenan Allen or Willie Sneed, probably because he is ranked, I think, 21st. 21st but if you're in a 10-team league, that's a wide receiver three, and you're going to be you're going to love your team if you have him as a wide receiver three. Exactly, and I truly, I mean, I'll definitely pick him up before that. But last year, say he's ranked 21 right now, he's in a better position, and you think that even if his volume goes down, the amount of good passes going to him will go will go up. Yep. And last year, he was 18th overall for a wide receiver. So you got to start thinking, you know, who's going to jump over him? Yep. I don't know. I, I just love the position, and I, I think his, with his athleticism, really injury is the only thing that can derail a season, and, yes. I, and I don't rank upon that I mean, either. He's, he's the number one guy there. He, he no, without be. a doubt. But I'm just going to skip to my next guy and think he might go down only because this guy is going to break out, and it's Josh Jackson. Okay. And he's a player I love. He's the player I love who's in the 50s. And – I really like Josh Doxson, and I think this is the season that he – I mean, if he's healthy, which there's so many of these guys we talked about. Yeah. Well, this one's a true issue because he yes. didn't get to play his whole first year. I so. really think that he could be – maybe he's not going to be the number one with Pryor, but I feel like he could be the number two, a real number two with Crowder, Crowder still being kind of a more of a possession slot guy getting those catches. That Doxson's really going to become an actual number two receiver, outside receiver and take over that spot. And if this passing offense, if they keep throwing the ball around, which they should be able to, if you got a healthy Jordan Reed, I think everybody is going to catch a lot of balls. It's going to be Pryor. It's going to be Crowder. It's going to be Doxon. It's going to be Reed. They're all going to do well. I don't. I think there's enough to go around. Yeah. And 
it even I love Doxon, I think, a lot more because of where he's going in these drafts and how far down he is, and you have to take literally no risk to get him. He is currently 55th in the ranks. Yeah, I know. We don't know if he's healthy. We don't really know much about him at all right now, but yeah. that is so a in, guy you can get down there. In many drafts, he's probably going to go undrafted. Yeah, that's what I love so much. I mean, he's a wide receiver six. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and I guess to your point, the, the great and bad thing about it, the reason I don't get as excited about him yep. and why he goes this low, we've never seen him play and in the that's NFL. The thing. It's, a complete, <laughs> it's a complete just drafted him off of college and his, yeah. his combine numbers and all that good stuff. But I really like. I'm going to probably have Doxon on most of my teams because I'm probably willing to go pay a little bit more than others. Not much, but in an auction, I'll pay three dollars. Yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> a deep one. Yep. All right. Who you got next? Um, another guy that I'm starting to fall in love with more and more and more. And we had mentioned him in another podcast, and he's getting a lot of negativity. But Kelvin Benjamin <laughs> keeps creeping up on all mine. I thought about him, too, because I like the position he's in. I'm going to yeah. find myself with Calvin so Benjamin. He's ranked 33rd, and last year he was the 20th overall wide receiver, and yes, he was up and down, but he was also on a terrible, terrible offense. Um, they've addressed it a bit, and also, I don't... He's still the by far the number one option for Cam Newton, and if that offense rebounds even a little bit, yep. this guy is going to be deadly once again. Yep. And, and so... I. Again, it's, I love these players because the risk isn't there quite a bit, and I think he's a potentially a really great player if he gets himself in shape. Which is yeah. three months till the game start, I mean, it'll be un- fine. Unbelievable though, you can get a wide receiver two that had a bad year. Yep. For you know, I mean, he's not even going as a wide receiver three right now. It's crazy. Yep. All right, my next guy. All right, now I finally go up the list, and it's going to be Amari Cooper. And even though wow. he's he's being drafted at a good spot he's probably where he should be in all these ranks but i'm just finding myself targeting amari cooper he's right now 10th player on the board which is probably about right i actually i rank him as the eighth player right now but i think this is the year amari cooper breaks out like i think Jameis winston's gonna break out and have that big year i think this is the year amari cooper breaks out and becomes one of those top five wide receivers i can i could definitely see it I mean, maybe he just makes the top five a top six or makes the top four a top five, whatever, you know, you want, whatever, if you put A.J. Green in that top or not. But I think this is the year he joins, you know, Brown, Julio, Beckham, Evans, Green, be Cooper, you know, Dez, those guys. I think that you will consider him completely in that group. And so, Mari Cooper, I'm going to be targeting him a lot, yeah. him a lot, because I think, honestly, I feel like there's a chance if just a regular hundred a redraft league, you could almost sometimes get him as a wide receiver too. And if you can get him as a wide receiver two, I, that's a good spot for him. Yeah, if he's your wide receiver one, you might eh, you just want to load up on that second tier a little more. If he's your first wide receiver, you want to get some more guys in that ten to twenty range. But I like him a lot this year. I think he's gonna have a big big season with Derek Carr in his fourth year and that offense is great too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his as well and I mean what can you say about him? He, he has just shown it right from the get-go. I mean, the kid had 1,000 a, a yards and six touchdowns in his yep. rookie season. He comes back even better with uh, 1,100 yards about and only five touchdowns. So I just think that his touch, even his touchdown ceiling yep. has the possibility to really explode. So, I mean, he ups it by a couple hundred yards and three f- touchdowns or so. Yep. You're right. I mean, he should be in that wide receiver one discussion already. And uh, I would rather get him ahead of you know ahead of time than sleep on him because yeah exactly. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he is probably you know at the at the end of that list or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, he has so much 
just raw talent. I, I think he fell in a very great spot in Oakland, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think the guy is awesome, and and I, I like Crabtree quite a bit, but he's also getting a little older. And Amari Cooper is just a different player than him. He's going to be the home run threat. He's going to be able to go up and get a few more balls because he's he's just that kind of freak yeah, athlete. I mean, him and Crabtree have kind of been similar neck and for neck, a few yeah. years. I could kind of I see that I see this being Roddy White Julio Jones situation where they were kind of neck and neck for a few years and then boom there went Julio and I think that's where this is the year where Cooper just kind of you know leaves Crabtree behind yeah and bit. Crabtree has He'll the last fine, two years has has really outdone him in in touchdowns and that's how he yep. kind of keeps up and um, separates himself because you know last two years he has about a thousand yards but Crabtree had nine touchdowns and eight. You know, that's compared yep. to six and five. So, yep. All right, Jeff. Got a couple more receivers. What are you at? Any more? Yeah. Uh, I'm done with mine. I was going to say, there's a, a couple other ones. I don't have to go into uh, really in-depth, but I like Dante Moncrief. Yep. Um, I just think he's in a wonderful position with Luck, um, trying to shore up that line. I think Luck will do better than he did last year. Yeah. And I think he's a better wide receiver than the other options he had last year besides T.Y. Hilton. And we end up with him. He's another player we end up Like, the players on this list are the guys we end up exactly. in their mock drafts. And he catches it's, a lot of touchdowns. It's just, can he stay healthy? That's kind yeah. of the big question. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, I have two more. One is Martavis Bryant. Big, big fan of his. Uh, he's in the best situation you could possibly be in. Across from Antonio Brown, so they double him. You get open more. Undisputed wide receiver two on an offense that loves to throw it down the field. And he is truly, truly a freak athlete, you know, kind of in the same ballpark as prior. Um, and the last one that um, I'm very excited about, actually, and he did get injured, but Cameron Meredith has become kind of a, a darling of mine because he is being ranked currently at 41. And the guy that is quite wasn't, even a, wasn't even a starter until week five last year. And he was yeah. on a kind of a poor offense. He's going to be the... Wide receiver one. The guy across from him is going to be Kevin White, who hasn't really played in the NFL at all yet because he's been hurt. Yeah, another guy we don't know anything about yet. And Cameron <laughs> Meredith has already done it for a year. Not started until week five and, and surpassed 1,000 yards. Yep. So, once again, yeah, a lot of mine are kind of down, you know, it's depending where you can get them. But I think this guy just – and he's a big wide receiver as well. 6'3", you know, he, he has the measurables on top of that. So I, I really, really like him to break out because they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. They're going to have to do a lot of uh, a lot of things to stay in the ball game. And he's by far their best weapon besides for Jordan Howard. Yeah. All right, tight ends. Got tight ends on your list. Hunter Henry's on your list. I'm going to yeah. like just throw he's, that out He's there, the only right? tight end that All I have right. on my list. All right, it's Hunter Henry. Oh, dude, I have a lot, a lot of chargers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Hunter Henry, uh, obviously I've been promoting this guy for quite a while. I mean, sophomore year, uh, the intangibles, the fact that he did as well as he did as a rookie and caught that many touchdowns is pretty impressive alone. I'm guessing Gates will start taking a, a back seat to him. He can be a very legitimate weapon down the field with Rivers, who loves to throw tight ends. Yep. I mean, you watch any game film on him, he's just a huge, huge wide receiver downfield. I mean, he's, he really just was wonderful in his rookie season, and I just think he's going to you yep. know imp- improve on that. He was about as good as rookie tight ends are. They're, they're usually yeah. not even – they're never that great, and he was really good. And my one tight end on my list is Zach Ertz. And I keep targeting Zach Ertz. I really like the way he ended his season. If he can, can you, if if that's a sign of things to come with him and Wentz, it's going to be a big year for him, and he'll be a top five tight end. And he's going about the tenth tight end right now. So you don't have to spend on him. You can get him late in a draft. 
and he's he's my guy I'm targeting. And I'm gonna try to get him pretty much like he's on, he's my target unless one of those guys at the top somehow we can get fall, nothing, yeah. which doesn't probably happen. But I'm gonna want I'm gonna take Ertz ahead of people that are ranked ahead of him, like Martellus Bennett's a spot ahead of him. I'm gonna take him over him. I'm gonna take him over Kyle Rudolph, who's eighth. I'm gonna take him over Delaney Walker, who's seventh. I'm gonna probably have him as now my sixth tight end when I redo my ranks. He's gonna jump Delaney Walker, so. Just really buying into Zach Ertz. So, all right. I think that's it, Jeff. Players we love. It's kind of the same guys we've been talking about a lot, obviously. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Just, we'll probably just, end up with a few of these guys on our team. Actually, watch. We'll probably get into the draft and just miss out completely. There'll be yeah. another – somebody else will be in love with some of these guys, too. Probably not unique in that situation. But that will be it for today's show. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, DFF Profit, and follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. We'll be back later this week with another episode. We'll talk to you guys next time.